Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony. To be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, that means that, or this episode, that means that the podcast is not dead. It is still, it is the living dead at this point, um, and it is coming back very, very soon. Um, but we had to jump on and talk about a significant change, a significant thing that just happened today. Uh, and with me, as always, is Greg Deeds. God, how many times do we have to record this, Anthony? I'm joking. <laughs> for those who were listening we had some technical issues on our, on our end so we had to do this for the third time <laughs> third fourth time yeah but, but you know what practice makes perfect that's true very true um so uh today we had to come on this is not a full podcast this is just a short blog we're doing on the uh on the chain on the big change that happened today in the game industry to crossplay. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, this was reported from Kotaku, uh, written by Luke Plinkett. Sony is finally allowing crossplay on the PS4. Having resisted for so long, Sony is finally giving in and allowing crossplay on the PS4 for select third-party content, meaning PlayStation 4 owners will soon get to play the same game against other or against people on competing consoles. In a blog post, Sony said. Following the comprehensive evaluation process, SIE has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize the PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting an update, and we appreciate the community's continued patience as we navigated through this issue to find a solution. That path begins today with an open beta for Fortnite that will let PS4 players go up against people on Xbox One, Switch, PC, Mac, and mobile. And perhaps an admission as to why this has taken so long when the competition has allowed it for ages, Sony adds that this represents a major policy change for SIE, and there will be more information on other titles going forward when we have more details to share. So, after for so long, Sony is finally allowing crossplay to happen on their console um, with Fortnite. Um, th- this is a huge, huge step for the game industry. Um, and this is definitely maybe a sign to what's to come for the next generation of consoles as more and more talk has been brought up. Uh, so as far as why it took Sony for so long, because, you know, as we said prior in our, in our previous recordings, um, they were against the idea. They were, they were yeah. against wanting to do crossbow from, because they felt like, uh, they're beating their chest. It's like, Hey, we're the PS4, we're the best console with the best games. Well, it wasn't even just that. It was, yeah, it was, I mean, the way that it was worded was just so, was so fabricated, like, uh, uh, not fabricated, but it was, it was said in such a way by the CCO that it was like, we know that, that PS4 is not the best place to play Fortnite. We know that. It's not a bad place, but it's not the best place. You know it's not the best place, yet you're trying to play it off as it is. Now, here's the thing. It's not at this point, Sony, that you're somehow going to... You're somehow going to get people to buy uh, PS4s because there's a free-to-play game on it. 
especially when those people can play on the Switch, on their iPhone, if they have a Galaxy, on their Xbox, on their PC. And the game doesn't take that much to run, clearly, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it can be pretty low, low, low quality and still run well. So why, why were they so against it? Um, and I think it's fascinating that they've decided to do it now. I have heard, and I don't know how true it is, that uh, that Epic basically paid um, Epic basically paid Sony to put ex- like like uh, like they did with with uh, Destiny. Yeah, Epic basically pulled a bungee and is able to do exclusives. Mm-hmm. But what kind of exclusives? Like, how far does this go exactly? Um, I don't know. It's. A, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them because it seems like anything that you pay Sony a large amount sum, whatever it may be, um, Sony's been pretty open to. Um, and if there won't be... I, it's, it's kind of weird for me to... to kind well, of, I, I don't know how true it is, Anthony. Like, yeah my thing is is was it uh did did sony actually or did did epic actually pay sony to do this or was it to the extent that fans and their outcry was enough for sony to actually listen so i'm just that's the kind of stuff i'm curious about yeah i hear you it's kind of it's kind of weird to to think that if if that was the case epic did pay sony to basically say like hey have this craft cross platform with uh other consoles um it seems like in that instance, Epic would be, um, would be, I guess the, I want to say the hero, but like kind of speaking on behalf of the community with a large amount of money, I guess. My my theory is that uh, this is the end of the end uh, end portion of the PS4 era, and we're going into the PS5 um, soon. Uh, there's been talks about it uh, for quite some time, and there's probably more than likely are in the works of making uh, the PS5 to what it is and what shape or form. Um, and they've said that, you know, this is the, this is the last era, uh, end for, for the PS4 for, the, for this generation. So it could be just a experimentation for the next generation of consoles, um, or it could be just kind of, you know, here's a, uh, here, here's a, here, here's a, uh, a dollar kid, don't spit it in one place in terms of a, uh, you know, giving something to the people PR wise, but also to the to the angry crowd, so that they have some good fortune, um, because they've made their money. They've want they've 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 uh, made a lot of money on their exclusives, and PS4 consoles are the most sold consoles, at least in this generation. Well, um, yes and no. They they uh, it's not like right now the PS4 is suddenly like. Um, the end-all, be-all of, of, like, console sales when it comes to this generation. Let's, let's be honest here. Uh, Microsoft may have sold half as many consoles, but that's over its lifetime. This isn't, you know, in the past year, they're pretty neck and neck, man. Also, are you dropping everything? <laughs> yes, I dropped a penny. <laughs> I was playing around with it. Uh... You're not wrong. I mean, I think I'm looking at a span of this, this, not this year, but overall in terms of this generation. Well, people, 
yeah, people always say that, and and like my big thing is that you know Microsoft's new uh, business plan is to get as many people playing their system as possible, and if that means going on the outset and um, allowing more people to play with Xbox players who are not on Xbox, then they're gonna go that route. They're just they're just gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Sony, to an extent, felt superiority because, like, like we like we have established in the lifetime of the of the Xbox One and the PS4, PS4 has sold more. And if we're looking at past situations with PlayStation, you know, they were the top of their game, mm-hmm. PS1 and PS2. They mm-hmm. were with PS1, they were pretty neck and neck with Nintendo. And then when PS2 came out, they were, I think they were before the GameCube. I'm pretty sure they were before GameCube. It was, but they, yeah, it was before GameCube. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they were, but regardless, they were even before Xbox. However, Xbox and, and GameCube started selling really close to them during the, 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 the PS2, but they still hadn't beat PS2, right? Mm-hmm. And when, 360 came out, and it was 360 versus PS3. What happened? Sony took a big old loss, a mm-hmm. big old loss. And mm-hmm. so I think there's this there's this weird dynamic, Anthony, where if you look at how stockholders are looking at the the Sony or looking at the PlayStation as a whole, mm-hmm. they see they see this big win with the PS4. And they want to sit upon that win. So when people go, we want to play this specific game, this one specific game. We'd love to do other games, but right now we're concentrating on this one specific game because it's the most popular game in the world mm-hmm. at the moment. We want to play with other people on this one. And Sony goes, we don't have to. There are enough players on Fortnite to play with other Fortnite players without having to bring in anybody else. And yeah. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. However, and this is a big old however, they have to take in consideration that if they don't get on board now with crossplay, next generation they are going to get left in the fucking dust. Yeah, absolutely. Because we already seen those signs right now. Microsoft and Nintendo already have games that you can cross-platform, even on mobile as well. Uh, Minecraft is a great example of this. Um, so yeah, like I think that that is kind of the direction that the game industry is headed towards, and it makes total sense. It's it's kind of reminiscent of the one console future that uh, what's his name. It was in a it was in a one a podcast a long ago I listened to that was just like this entire discussion was about that um, I forgot his name the guy who made uh, Two Human uh, no no not Two Human um, God what was it called uh, whatever Silicon Knights uh, that guy <laughs> um, but anyways uh, this entire discussion of the one console future and this is very similar to that to where while it isn't a one console future you do have separate separate consoles with the Nintendo uh, Switch, the Xbox One, and the PS4, and the next generation of that coming soon. But it's coming to the point where third-party games, I can understand for exclusives that you want to keep it on your console and to only uh, be played on, on the console, but third-party games 
which are which are uh, put out to multiple consoles, it makes more sense for them to interact with each other. Um, they're not they're not exclusives. They're I mean they'll be exclusive for DLC for whatnot whatever. But uh, what I'm getting is like yeah, it makes sense, and this is the direction the game industry is headed towards. And I think this is very well welcome and something that not only fans have been uh, asking for for years, but a direction I feel that would benefit the game industry at large. Sure, I mean, here's the thing, is is cross-play with certain games, Anthony, doesn't really benefit the console makers. It doesn't benefit Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo or anything PC-wise. It's who is benefiting, besides Epic, clearly, it's always Epic, <laughs> um, it's benefiting the consumer. Because with this cross-play, it's the first game in history, as we have stated, which this is a bigger point to make. It's the first time in history that a game has basically forced console producers and PC players to play together. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. There have always been games where PC players can play with uh, Xbox or PS4 players via uh, uh, Rocket League. Um, there have been ways for PC players to play with Xbox players on certain games like Minecraft, you know, um, there has been cross-play situations, but nothing on this scale. I can literally boot up Fortnite in a couple months because I don't think it's active now. Maybe it is active now, um, but I could boot up Fortnite, play with my friend who has a PS4, play with my other friend who is playing on Switch and another friend who's on like an iPhone. That's the craziest shit I've ever heard as a gamer. Oh yeah, but absolutely. But this this doesn't this doesn't benefit the the uh, the console makers. The only way this is going to benefit the console makers, and we know this is happening, you can buy an Xbox, a PS4, a Switch, or a Galaxy with exclusive Fortnite content. Yes. Like yes. right now at Best Buy, there's an Xbox One that you can purchase, an Xbox One X specifically. Um, that comes with like a thousand free V bucks mm -hmm. and some other shit. Um, that's the only time this is going to uh, benefit the console maker. You're right, I, and and you're right in that aspect. Like it doesn't not, it, it doesn't benefit the console maker. It definitely needs to benefit for the consumer. But also, I would argue it also benefits, um, you know, not only for Epic Games and whatever games they put on in the future, but other game companies in the future. Um, if, if the game industry goes this route and, tomorrow, uh, and if Sony's more open to, to doing other games, which they said they will, um, that is also a benefit for other game companies because then we can now, we can have that utopia of, of games being played on, you know, whatever console or mobile device you want against other players. For the consumers, this is great. For the game companies, this is awesome. The console makers, as you said, you are correct in that, and that it doesn't benefit them all, other than the fact that this is a, other than the fact that you know it's good for PR. So, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. Like the biggest, the biggest thing to me about the future for this is, you know, are we going to see big publishers like EA and Activision do this with their multiplayer? Are we going to get a Battlefield or a Call of Duty where we're playing PS4 people? Um, I know for a fact, like I just read about this, but I mean, this would possibly be another topic, but 
Microsoft is working on a on a um, uh, uh, mouse and keyboard attachment for an Xbox. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then developers are getting that kit and able to like put into their game like, do you want to play with people with with controllers or mouse and keyboard? Do you want to play with one or the other? Like the future, we've talked about this in the past. The future is getting closer and closer and closer to this one console future. Are we ever going to see it? I have no clue. But it's getting to the point now where I think the console developers go, gamers don't care as much about exclusives anymore. Spider-Man was a huge hit. Still doesn't come close to multiplayer games. Like, Last of Us 2 is going to be a huge hit, but still not going to touch Fortnite. I see what you're saying. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, people do care. Like, when Smash Brothers comes out, that's going to be a huge hit. We know it's going to be a huge hit. It's not going to touch Fortnite. It's not even going to get close. IGN put out a... One of the editors of IGN put out a thing yesterday. Not yesterday, but a few days ago. Maybe more than a few days ago. I don't remember when. It was basically a chart of what gets the most clicks on like every medium that they have when it comes to the game titles. Fortnite was five times as many clicks as anything else. Mm-hmm. And he goes, do you want to know why we put up as many Fortnite articles, uh, articles as we do? Here's why. Like, we're running a business here, and Fortnite is a juggernaut. Like, yeah, absolutely. Some of these, like some of these people who've worked for IGN or GameSpot or other people have said, like, we thought Overwatch was a big deal. No, <laughs> it didn't come close to what Fortnite does. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about why Fortnite is such a juggernaut. And one of the biggest aspects it is a free to play game, but it's a good free to play game. Like it doesn't suck, you know. And I say that in the regards of like controls are responsive. Uh, it's uh it's a colorful game to look at. Like there's a lot of reasons why it's quote unquote good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like the battle rail style, whatever, but, uh, but it's good. Like, you know, you look at a game like PUBG, who, which is the same style of game and PUBG, you know, still has running problems. Granted different studios entirely, but there's a reason why that's a thing. Plus PUBG is not a free to play game. Um, that is very true. Uh, I keep saying that Fortnite's going to have to increase, like, they're going to have to up the ante every season to keep people invested. Um, but here's here's my other aspect, is like, are the people being invested, the, the ones that they're keeping there, are they invested in the regards like I am, where I'm like, ooh, I'm interested what this cube does? Um, are the kids who are playing like my nephews, do they give a fuck about the cube? Or no, I guess now now it's Bouncy Loot Lake, whatever. <laughs> right, right. There's just a lot of aspects that go into why this happened now. Why Sony folded? Is it because of Fortnite specifically? Is it because people have been bugging them for literally years about cross-platform play? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I'm it's fascinating. I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, is it a big deal? Kind of. 
a, a bigger deal is going to happen when Sony starts doing more. That's going to be the big, like, holy shit. Because is this a first step, really? Is this actually a first step? Yeah, you, or you're, is this... you're not wrong in NASA because, uh, what was it? I think it was with um, Rocket League. Like, wasn't it in a story, I think we covered it, like, where they accidentally turned it on, where for a minute you could play yeah, yeah. between consoles? Yep. So it's, I feel, I feel like, I feel like Sony is kind of BS in here, and they know they can do it. I mean, and then again, I'm not a programmer, so I'm, I, I'm speaking from the hip here, so, you know, yeah. I'm just kind of throwing out that they, they probably know, or have maybe talked to the guys at Rocket League that you know told him to stop to you know maybe ask him like hey you know how did you do this so um they did say that they uh, are open for other games uh, in the future um an update on this article actually kotaku went and asked for like uh rocket league to see if they were in interested um they said that uh, we have no plans to announce uh, at this point but our goal remains oh this is for hang on as as about possible cross console play for rocket league a, a, host, a host of other games a Sony rep told Kotaku, we have no plans to announce at this point, but our goal remains to take a more open stance to cross-platform support that leads with our mission to deliver the best consumer experience. So they're listening. They they, they hear they hear people talking, and not only is it the fans been kind of been more recently been you know outlandish against the against Sony, but also we've been hearing a lot of other uh, game developers uh, from game companies that were also kind of making their marks known saying like hey we would love to cross platform but sony has to say yes so you are getting right. kind of both sides essentially um from the game industry of game developers and companies and fans was it pressure i honestly think that's a part of it but i don't think it was the whole reason i think there's other reasons why this this happened um and there's a lot, there's definitely a lot, a lot to dissect. But you know, as we've always say, we have to wait and see as far as like what the future holds. I'm very optimistic. I think this is a big deal. I think this is a, if, if this holds true and this is to what potentially be the future of the game industry or for the next or the tail for the next generation of consoles, I think that this is a huge, huge, huge step um, for it. So, and we'll see. We'll definitely see, but. We just want to give our th our quick thoughts on the um, on this uh, news event, uh, and uh, we we came on here to let you guys know what we thought. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I like doing the podcast, man. Like I miss kind of doing it, so I'm glad that we're going to be getting back into it soon. Mm -hmm, definitely. Uh, speaking of which, so for those who are wondering where the hell the podcast has been, um, well, as you may or may not know, I live in SoCal now. Uh, so things have been put on hold for quite some time, but through the magic of figuring stuff out and the internet and you know the means of uh, living, um, uh, the podcast should be back and up and running. Um, right now, I believe just in a podcast form. Um, live streaming is going to be put on hold, but we will be doing the podcast kind of like the classic Missions Art podcast uh, of old. So we'll be doing local recordings and then uploading the the audio on uh, the podcast inner tubes and then also video form on youtube and also on instagram for those who may be following us there so um yeah it, it's, it's back softly soft launch per se for this but uh yeah um so expect a full episode uh coming up pretty soon which ironically like it'll be our 200th episode <laughs> we've been 
we've been sitting in that 199 for quite some time so uh yeah 200 episode coming up pretty soon so uh be excited for that um but with that being said uh so before we go as always um greg where can i find you on the internet you can follow me on Twitter at Geek. You can also follow me on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Geek, but I'm much more active on Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Twitch. Uh, it's also Chubrockgeek. Uh, the, uh, the Twitch page for this channel, uh, which we've changed the name of it from just Mission Start P to Mission underst- Underscore Start. Uh, we're still working on trying to just get mission start, which I love, but I will settle for mission underscore start because it still looks better than mission start P in my opinion. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I'll be tweet, I'll be streaming there off and on from time to time as best I can. I just started working a job that has no solid schedule, so I'm all over the place when it comes to anything. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you follow me on Twitter. Follow Mission Start on Twitter. Um, that will always notify anybody who follows us when we're about to go live. So there's that. Plus, there's a lot of future content that I'm excited to stream on the channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely follow us on our social medias and our Twitch channel as well. Um, also, speaking of which, um, just a reminder for those who have uh, do not know. Our 24-hour cherry marathon is still a go. Uh, where our uh, event is happening on October 13th on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash mission underscore start. Um, and it will be 24 hours yet again for the third year in a row. Um, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be held in down here in SoCal because uh, one of our photographer one of our people people so one of our uh, our convention photographer Alex actually knows a guy. And uh, yeah, we had to set it up. So um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be another 24 hours of me and other people playing and staying up and playing games and whatever shenanigans they may happen. Um, but yeah, I expect to expect that to happen in the near future, um, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. So, but yeah, uh, I don't need to follow me on Twitter, by the way, <laughs> on at Defective Naruto. You can follow the work that me and Greg do on our website at missionstartpodcast.com. Um, and again, this podcast is on various platforms. Uh, it's actually evolved to where, uh, yeah, this is on uh, Anchor, Radio Public. It's on a lot of a lot of uh, podcasts uh, out there. So for those listening on those platforms, hi, guys. Uh, we're usually longer, but not, not, today, not tonight. Um, <laughs> I will say one more thing about that, actually, too. And so I, I didn't be meaning to put it out there. But if you're listening on Radio Public and you want to support us uh, money-wise, all you have to do is listen to our podcast there, and we actually get money for, for people listening. So if you listen to the podcast on Radio Public, awesome. Well, money for us. If you are listening to us on uh, Anchor, you can actually subscribe to the podcast um it costs no money to um uh, to listen to it but you could be a subscriber uh, they have like different ranges right now they got three different ranges i want to say five a 10 and a 20 and it's just a way to support the podcast and the the stuff that we do that will be back at some point um regarding that but uh yeah so there's there are two ways to support us in terms of money for the podcast and whatnot so with that being said, thank you for listening as always, 
and we'll see you guys next time.